Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world. Join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Okay, welcome back to this episode. Hi, everybody. I'm Jen Duplessis. I'm so delighted that you took time out of your busy day to listen in or watch this particular video. Actually, my guest today, we kind of look familiar. I mean, similar. I probably should get, I have some black glasses for computers. I should probably put those on so we match a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that you're all here today. If this is your first time Welcome to the welcome to our community. And lastly, make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jennifer Duplessis. That's the only time it's Jennifer, Jennifer Duplessis, uh, my YouTube channel, and you can watch us as well. So I welcome everybody into uh, this episode. And my guest this week is Julie Holly, and she is from Idaho. And uh, she's going to be talking to us today about um three key investments, right? And investment strategies. Uh, as many of you know, we've been having a lot of investors come on because I am, you know, making sure that not only you have the mechanics of being a great loan officer, a great real estate agent, even a great investor. We have a lot of investors who listen in and watch, but also that we're making sure that we are helping you create wealth in your practice, not just the practice of the practice, but beyond the practice. And so with that, I'd love to um, uh, invite Julie on here. We're happy to have you. We've had so much fun in the green room. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so much fun. So happy to be here. I feel like we're, I just feel like we're already kindred spirits. Yeah, it's it's just so fun. We've talked about all kinds of girl stuff. Um, and uh, so let me introduce you really quickly. She's a speaker and founder of Three Key Investments. Um, and she helps people uh, find their freedom through multifamily real estate investing uh, so that they can live their li the life of their dreams. She's invested in single family homes, house hacked before it had a name. So I want to hear about that. Uh, she's managed properties as far as a thousand miles away. Um, and she's invested in nearly 300 doors strategically in 68 Atlanta-based um, and part strategically partnered in 68 Atlanta-based and general partner in 120 um, units. So I love that. So you're doing some syndication. We'll talk about that as well. She has a podcast called The Conscious Investor. So make sure that you're checking that out. We'll put a link in our show notes so that you can find that and subscribe to hers and listen to hers as well. And um, she supports investors on their journey. So I want to welcome to the show again, Julie, just happy to have you. Uh, seriously, so happy, so 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 happy to be here, and it's been it's fun. Um, even since we scheduled this interview, it's amazing. I mean, our general, uh, general the GP side, the general partnership side is like so much more than when I filled that out. So, oh my really goodness, exciting. yeah, I have investors in. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. It's well, let me let me ask you a question um, about investors. So, you know, uh, obviously what you want to do is help people that are, you know, investors. What if so it's kind of a twofold question here. 
are you are you interested in helping people that want to be investors and you're guiding them as a mentor and coach or are you just providing uh, people that are already investors accredited or not you can talk about that and um, just providing them with deals so that you can help them or is it both tell us a little bit about what you do I love that. I love that question. And a lot of time because guests will say that, but I'm like, wow, thanks. That was a great setup. A <laughs> great question. I do help both. Uh, and so it's interesting off air, you know, in the green room, I was telling you, uh, you know, I've been raised in real estate and I was raised in residential real estate sales. And I'm the first generation of three to go into commercial real estate investing, which is very different. And through my process and my interactions in the real estate community, I have actually spent time as a public school educator. I mention all of that because I have a heart to serve, support, and educate um, the people that don't have access to this information or simply don't know. So when I was, and I'm going to back that up and kind of support this a little more by nature of your audience, I was a real estate sales agent as well. And I sat, this makes me a little nauseous in my tummy. I sat beside commercial brokers. Wow. No one ever told me anything about investing in commercial real estate. And in the real estate sales space, it was like, stay away from that. That's it's just weird. It's complicated. It's it's risky. Um, you can lose a lot of money. And there were all these things. So honestly, as a woman in my mid twenties in real estate sales hearing this, I thought like, oh, okay, I will just, I'll stay away from that. And I'm going to stick with my single family space and keep myself in my little comfort zone. And when I was in my forties and I discovered, oh my gosh, I can participate in apartment syndications. It was such an aha moment. And and I'm not bitter at all or anything like that. You know, I'm grateful that I have access to the information that I have and um, that I've been able to learn and grow. And that is why I love bringing on serving and supporting and educating, you know, people who want to get involved in this investment space, because it's not complicated. It is so risk adverse when it comes to the investing space in general, um, that it's like, don't miss out on these opportunities. And unfortunately, and you might have to cut me off because I'm like, I feel like I just stepped on my soapbox, Jen, <laughs> uh, is that oftentimes I found and, and, um, you know, my husband and I, we have, we're partners in a Remax brokerage and we went to the brokers conference and I was speaking with brokers about, you know, syndication and do you invest? How do you invest? And more often than not, they were not investing. And this is a huge conference that I'm at. And I'm not saying nobody's investing. I'm just saying more often than not, I would hear I'm not investing. And when I've spoken with agents, cause I, I'm like, oh, I'd love, I don't want anybody to be like me. I don't want anyone to have to wait. You know, how, how many years was that? You know, 15 years to learn something like this. It would have changed my life if I would have learned it sooner. But so often there's a lot of resistance, um, within the, within my real estate agent sales space, um, of understanding what the advantages and, 
I won't even going into go into the tax advantages, but love, love, love to serve and support, educate. And also I love aligning investors who already understand this process and benefiting. You can never have enough strong sponsors in your network. Yeah. Because yeah. if you only want to invest with people that you can trust completely. And so I love to be in line with people that are conscious investors. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you. And, and now I didn't want to cut you off because I love what you're saying. You know, you're speaking my language. I have, I have some other questions um, about that. And I, I started writing questions down, but um, so speaking of the investments that you've made, uh, are you managing those properties or are you investing in some of the syndications and letting other people manage? Is there a nice mix of that? Um, so let's just start there. Is there a nice mix of that or are you the person who's seeking this out um, nationally? <clears throat> I That's a really important question. And that's an important question for anyone who is investing in a deal. What are the roles? What are the responsibilities? And who's calling the shots day by day? So what my primary role is I stay in my zone of genius and that is serve, support, educate. And I have an investor base and I bring those investors into, we partner into deals. Now that means that my investors are really putting a lot of trust on my hand, you know, in my care to say, okay, well, you're not the day-to-day -day asset manager. So what does that look like? And that's where we have the layers of insulation as I like to call them. I, I've, I've I recently it. discovered this. And like, so we only, we only partner with people that we have known for at least a year. We're like, we've got to know you. We have probably collaborated and created some type of content that is kind of fluffy, like maybe we do a podcast episode or maybe we do some one-off little PDF type thing. We create something together because you're able to see what does this relationship look like? How do we communicate? Is this someone that, you know, is this going to be comfortable or is this going to be like watching paint dry? It's really important. Um, and then we also look for has, have, what's the track record of this team? Have they gone full cycle? What does that look like? Um, and how, you know, their character, their integrity, is it in line with you know, our values so that we can really proceed in a full throttle way. So although I don't do the day-to-day -day asset management, I am present on calls and present with the information. And I do use that information to communicate directly with investors so that they have, you know, the eyes and ears. The other element of that, which I want to just say, since, you know, some of your listeners might, might be newer to this, this concept is that, Limited partners are passive investors. They don't have voting rights. You are silent partners. And so being partnered with um, general partners, your active partners that are actually running the deal, it is critical and imperative that you know they have your best interest at heart. And that's where I really like what I do in the role I have because I know my investors, I listen to what kind of um, opportunities they are looking for, whether it's a cash flow or I just need to, you know, do some cash preservation or just, just take this money and like do something with it. Do right. There are a lot of different, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of needs. And so, you know, having someone that is really looking at what are your needs and now 
because I have a really strong network and I, I've, you know, really worked on developing the relationships. Now I can say, okay, I know who has that type of offering. And I have the investors that want that we're aligned. Let's go forward. Yeah. Love it. So a couple of other questions, you know, related to that. And then I want to talk about some other things too, but um, I love proceeding full throttle. I I absolutely love that because I'm an action taker. I've been actually just, somebody just coined the phrase with me, you're Miss Action. And I said, oh, okay. I have a new, a new title, Um, which is fun. Are you typically buying your units? I love um, it. Yeah. Are you typically buying your multifamily units with, um, and apartment buildings, are you buying them with cash um, through the syndication? Are you doing a little of cash, a little financing? What are you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing out in the marketplace? Is there a a change in the way things are getting done these days? Because it seems like every, it's sort of like everybody's a realtor, everybody's a loan officer, everybody's a coach, everybody's a speaker, everybody needs to be vulnerable, right? And now everybody's investing in multifamily syndication. Doesn't that make you scary? You've been in the industry for decades. I've been in the industry for decades. And it's just so reminiscent of anytime everything gets easy and comfortable, everyone shows up to the party and it's like, I I just always bite my tongue like, okay, I think it's time for, you know, the people that were just here for the for the fun and the easy money, if you will. It's never easy. I know that, but you know, okay. I think it's time for you part-timers, you know, that yeah. mentality, like, okay, you know, exit stage left just to echo on that, um, a little bit. And so, yeah, there are a lot of different strategies that are being implemented. We are, and this has been great because I've been, you know, in real estate my entire life, uh, the deals that we're in and where I've, our investors have placed capital, we have always looked at what is the financing <laughs> because right. I remember what was happening when you could fog a mirror and mm-hmm. get a loan and, yeah. you know, and the fallout that came from that and the fallout from adjustable, you know, rates and such. And so looking at really the backbone of the debt that is associated with our purchase is really critical. We are still using debt, but that debt, oh, I was going to back up, you know, we closed on, um, just part of our philosophy. I mean, just looking at what is a debt in place. And so um, last March, we closed on 120 units in Des Moines. That financing is at in the low 3% fixed rate for 10 years. Yeah. So already like having Pretty that money. forward thinking to say, it's, it's just phenomenal. And then closing on, you know, another 100, 120 at the end of the year was very different. It looked very different from that. Um, and we ended up creating a, what if, what if our five-year plan ha- needs to shift and accommodate a seven-year plan and mm-hmm. presenting that in our market analysis to our investors so that they could, they could see, we're already thinking about what does this look like? Can this loan um, bear the weight of this and how are we going to, you know, work through that? But I can see, um, so we're bringing in, you know, cash, we're bringing in our investors as equity partners, and then we are securing, you know, the remainder with debt financing. I can see that personally, Jen, I can see that there's a great opportunity for investors and you're seeing a lot of funds come about where those investors, they, we can start creating some debt funds. I mean, they right. can be kind of become the own bank if they, if you will. So right. I think that we're going to see a lot of 
interesting strategies over the next um, few years. Yeah. I think people are starting to get creative, you know, and all that. I just, I went to a private lender expo, um, you know, that's for commercial um, a couple mm. of months ago and spoke at it. You know, I, I'm, I'm that liaison between mortgage and real estate and, you know, and that's what we're seeing even on, even on that mortgage side, because I still have a mortgage company. Um, I, I'm not licensed. I don't do mortgages like everybody else, but I do investor financing and, and multiple units like that. I did a 156 unit event, um, apartment building down in Atlanta, uh, for some financing, um, you know, and I, uh, I just see that some things are changing, you know, there's, there's a little hesitation, there's a little toe tipping, you know, toe dipping in right now where I don't know if we're really ready to go into that, but we might like it. And, and so the creativity is really, um, becoming part of it. So I, I think that's interesting that you say, you know, it's not, it's not carte blanche. It's a little of this, a little of that. It really depends on, you know, the particular situation. So I think that's interesting. Um, Okay. So here's what I want to talk about. So you mentioned, and everyone who's been listening to this podcast knows this, you know, that I, I have this issue with people who are in this industry, both of the, you know, mortgage and lending, I'm I'm sorry, lending and uh, real estate who don't invest. Right. Um, and I think that there is a uh, I want to know your take on and you said it, too, but I want to know your take on why it's one thing to say, you know, more often than not, people are not investing. Mm-hmm. But why? Why aren't people investing? Why aren't lenders investing? Why aren't real estate agents investing in a in a product that they're selling? Um, that would be like a Mary Kay person saying you should buy Mary Kay, but I don't use it, you know. You should buy it though. And uh, I I see that a lot. Why aren't people doing, uh, doing this investing? Is it the cash that's prohibiting it? You know, because a lot of syndications are, you know, sometimes you can find one for 25, but most are 50,000 or more. Um, Is it that because of the up and down of income that happens so much in our, in our industries? Is it the lack of understanding, which is one of the things that you talk about? Um, Is it the fear of risk? Um, how many years can, does it take to get my money back? I think that might be a little bit of a concern trapping my money, you know, for an extended period of time, but give us a take on some of the things you've heard Mm -hmm. from people as to why they, they don't invest. I, because I'm not understanding why. Isn't it, it's baffling. It is truly baffling to me. And you listed a lot of very valid reasons. And obviously these are going to be just things that I've, I've noticed, um, amongst that, you know, part of the real estate community and that I, so one, one reason is oftentimes, um, we are, you know, like my husband, he is self-employed. He is an entrepreneur. He has his own business. And, you know, when we are a smaller enterprise, we can really forget and we want control. So I think first and foremost, there is a control issue that yeah, people have awesome. where it's like, well, I'm not in control of it. And so it's, I want to be a hundred percent in control. I can't trust anyone else. And so there's a mindset shift that has to take place with that first and foremost, oftentimes, Mm -hmm. um, followed by a shift in the money mindset, Mm -hmm. because unless you are planning out your finances and being aware it's feast or famine. And I'm going to say this in the kindest way. I was raised in this industry. I've seen it firsthand, like it's feast or famine. And oftentimes 
particularly with real estate sales agents, uh, they're not putting that money away. A lot of times they are behind on their taxes. And so there is a lack of money management and awareness. And I, I mean this in the kindest way. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off a little further. The, um, the nature of uh, the level of business acumen is relatively low. The mm -hmm. barrier to entry to to be in real estate is quite low, which is really fantastic because anyone can go in and create their own real estate empire if they desire. I mean, Scott, there is no sky like, man, the universe right. is, isn't even a limit. It's whatever you want. But oftentimes, um, you know, agents will enter in and they really don't know how to run a business, how to manage the finances in an effective way. They don't understand just by nature of most people haven't run a business. And so they don't understand the tax elements and implementing tax strategies. And I'll tell you, when I saw my husband's face, um, when I told him, um, yeah, honey, we were living in California at the time. And I wrote a check for like, 40 grand. And that was on top of all the quarterlies we had already paid for our taxes and his heart sank. And we were determined at that point, like we have to figure something out mm -hmm. and we had to make a change. Um, we had to change CPAs. We had to figure something out because our CPA was telling us, you know, to stay in a certain zone and steering us away from actually all of the strategies that have now improved our well being. Right. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. So I should probably come up for air because you have amazing insights too. <laughs> well, no. And I, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a valid point, especially, you know, I mean, the benefit for being a real estate agent is that you're a 1099 and you can write everything off loan officers, even though they're hundred percent commission cannot do that, cannot write off things. And so, mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, way back, uh, you know, we, we hit some magic number, like, I don't know, I don't know what it was at the time, but like jointly we were making more than $450,000. And so now we just, woo, all of a sudden went up in this big tax bracket. And I kept saying, mm -hmm. we're never going to, we're not going to close more than X amount of loans per month, because when we do, it takes us over this tax bracket. So keep the loans down, push the loans back, you know, like, and, and I think that's so limiting. Right. And that's why, uh, you know, my other podcast is called success to significance, breaking, you know, life after breaking through glass ceilings, because, you know, that suppression or oppression mm -hmm. that happens is, oh, I, I don't want to break through that ceiling. And to have a financial advisor, whether it's a CPA or a financial advisor tell you, hey, don't make more than this much money because you just don't have any tax benefits is crazy. Now that said, Here's what I want to ask you about taxes um, to get your take on your take on this, because I know you've mm -hmm. mentioned, hey, the tax benefits are really good and they are for real estate professionals who are working more than 700 hours a week, you know, a year mm -hmm. in, in the business. But what do you say to mortgage loan officers who don't have their real estate license, don't want to get their real estate license because as soon as they choose Remax over Keller Williams, over AEXP, you know, somebody's going to get mad at them. <laughs> And say, you have a license with them. And, you know, it's only, hey, look, the reason why I'm doing it is because I want the tax benefit, right? What What do you say to someone like that loan officer who is receiving a W-2 to be able to take advantage of some of the tax benefits? Mm. 
Well, it's the same, you know, you just, you just called it, let's just put it into the two buckets. We've got our 1099ers and 1099ers. We have sky's the limit. We can really implement a lot of different tax strategies and any w 2 um is going to have, have a lot of limitations on that. So that's great. We got to put the asterisks. I am not a CPA. Seek out your counsel from your CPA to verify this information. Okay. It was so funny after, blanket, you know, after I asked you that question, I was like, oh, I probably should have said, now I know she's not a CPA. <laughs> so I'm glad you did it. <laughs> I know better. I'm like, let's just put that out there. So, so this is to my understanding, you know, but you know, all of the strategies still work. Yes. They are more beneficial. If we are real estate professionals, we can, we can do a lot of really fun things and everything. Um, however, when we're in a W2 position, it still creates a powerful opportunity for us. So let's just look at, um, if we have, uh, an opportunity and we're invested in a deal and we're going to just say we're invested for five years. And I'm going to remind everyone that year one and two, those returns are not sexy at all. They're just, you're like, really? I put like 50 <laughs> grand and that's, you know, it's like, it's got a snowball. So, and, and that's something where that can be a, a holdback for people because they see like the returns on the first, you know, two, three years is like, that. it's like really can I go get coffee? It's not that bad. I'm being dramatic, but I just, you know, it's, it's nominal comparatively speaking. And so um, but it, let's just say we have a five-year hold period and then we reach in the business plan, we might be doing some, you know, light renovations. Maybe we're putting in the new countertops and we're putting in, you know, maybe there's some cabinetry. We like to call this something like a value add opportunity. It could come from the basics that we all know. We see people do this, you know, just paint and carpet, that type thing, or it could be more invasive. And that's, you know, whatever the project is though, the whole purpose of that process is to raise the value of that property and to invite better residents in, not better. That's a terrible choice of words on I my part. Yeah. Higher paying. Yeah. Higher paying. And, and also residents who are going to really enjoy, not just, um, boy, I'm really like butchering this, how I'm saying this, but you know, it's going to invite, like we, nobody wants to live in a dilapidated place. Right. And so if we can go in there and improve that, we're improving the quality of the life of the residents. And after we're done with um, implementing that, we and we've raised all those rents up, now we can refinance our property. Now we call Jen up and we're like, hey, Jen, you know, it's time. And when she refinances that property that we, let's just say we bought that property, um, now we usually buy properties that are more than $10 million. So we'll just go $10 million. And we've done these improvements. We have now raised because we're not dealing with a single family house. We're dealing with an actual business. We are purchasing a business and we are um, increasing the value of that business. And so every little increase in value um, changes and accelerates the value of that business. And so all of our work maybe has taken us from a 10 million valuation to let's just say 17 million. It really can be very substantial. And so now we're going to do a cash out refi with Jen and we're going to pull some of that out and we're going to give that to our investors and they're working their W-2 and they don't have the tax benefits, but it's not a capital event because it's a cash out refi. Right. And now they just got a significant portion of their initial investment back into their pockets that is 100% tax free. And now they can put that chunk of money into something else. Meanwhile, they're still in the deal 
just as if all of their money was in that deal. So there's one example of the power of what can be done now that does assume that there is a cash out refinance. And some people right now with the way interest rates, um, some teams are facing the interest rates, interest rate hikes. And so they're not, you know, this, this um, situation might not be able to take place. So it's, uh, you know, obviously, you have to look and evaluate at every single opportunity, yeah. but that's one I'll come up from air. Cause then we can talk yeah. about the next. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love that because, you know, it's amazing that people and, and, you know, and we're invested in a, in a few of um, syndications as well. It's in, it's interesting because a lot of people don't want to do that because they want instant gratification from an investment. Right. And the only way to get mm-hmm. instant gratification from an investment um, in real estate is for you to buy it, repa- uh, renovate it and sell it again. That's the only way you're going to get it right then and there. Um, and yet, everyone wants to keep their money in their 401k. And what do you, what does your financial planner tell you? Just keep it here for 30 years. It'll grow in 30 years, wait 30 years. And yet we're willing to do that every day, all day long. It amazes me (laughs) all day long only because, well, I'm not taxed on it. Well, get taxed on it today, invest the money, and then don't get taxed on a cash out refinance later on down the road, right? Which is going to give you so much more money back than waiting for 20, 30 years to have your money in a 401k. And the way that we invest, we invest through our whole life policy. So we're not we're not being taxed on yes. anything that we're doing, right? <laughs> anything backwards, forwards, inside out and backwards are not being taxed on anything because this is our, you know, our personal growth. And um, so I think that that's really interesting. I think there's some other things that, that um, as we're speaking to loan officers, that loan officers could do, you know, I, I really feel like um, they should, mm-hmm. you know, be looking at themselves as mortgage entrepreneurs and, you know, establishing an LLC so that they yes. could invest through their LLC, fund their LLC with their taxable, you know, net income, fund that LLC and let that LLC be the one that invests in it. And then they can have even more tax benefits. They still won't have the tax benefits that a real estate agent does, but but um, I think that that's important. So let me ask you this question here. Um, you know, we just talked about how many years, right? It takes five some years. And then if the property is sold, mm-hmm. um, obviously the portion that you contributed, you have that fractional, you know, uh, capital gain in that, and you can reinvest it back into something else. Um, but I think what is really important about this particular strategy and why I've been bringing so many people on Mortgage Lending Mastery is that. Um, if you're going to invest, I think your first investment should be a purchased passive income. I don't think it should be, I'm going to flip houses. I'm going to buy, I'm going to become a landlord. Now it's all that work that needs to be done. I think that your first investment should be a purchased passive investment. What do you think about that? Oh gosh. I just, can I be on the soapbox with you? I just feel like I want to put my arm around you and share the mic. Like we are preaching the same language. I'm, I want to go back to what you were saying about financial planners and financial planners. They get paid if the market's high, if it's low, financial planners getting paid, no matter what is happening to your money, you are losing. And when you're investing into a syndication, we don't get paid. We, nothing happens 
unless the deal actually material like materializes and the business plan is executed and the the more efficient and effective we are at implementing the business plan the better it, the payday is for everyone because the limited partners have the lion's share of ownership and so like when you start looking into how everybody's getting paid and please do that look at who's actually going to be advocating in your best interest your financial planner is going to be there like, I know it really stinks that you just lost half of your 401k and you were planning on retiring. In but two I still years. got mine. I'm so sorry. Really? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still riding high. I'm, you know, going to the Cayman Islands here. So people you know, like, really, like, let's just put that into perspective. Um, and then where we're talking about, I love um, using infinite banking, whole life insurance, um, universal plans, bank on yourself, however you want to speak about that. That is the most powerful way and effective way, especially if you have a W2 position to be able to position yourself. And I'm going to put a little asterisk on that is that that money is doing double duty. If you are investing through those type of policies that are well-written, reach out yeah. to Jen or reach out to myself. We can refer you to someone who knows how to write these policies. Now your money is is doing more than one thing. It is truly your $1 is now wearing multiple hats because it's in the policy making money and it's in whatever your investment um, that you put it in and making money over there. And that investment could even be there's so many different ways we can go with that. Oh my so, gosh. Well, it doesn't even have to be an investment. You could just pay off credit cards. You could go on vacation it, instead of putting it on your yeah. credit card to go on vacation. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that you could be doing with that money. And I think that, you know, goes back to that, the question I asked about why do you think people don't invest? And I, I think that the fear is if I save $25,000, $50,000 and I hand it off, I don't have anything, right? I, it's it's there. And that's what I love about whole life and universal and, and, you know, be your own banker is that, you know, I still am accumulating those funds in the in that insurance fund while it's accumulating mm -hmm. someplace else. And so I'm double dipping into, you know, income. And I, I think that's, you know, unbelievably powerful. Um, okay, so let me ask you mm -hmm. about... Um, one other thing as we as we sort of finish up our time here to um, today, but you you have a book club and you have a networking club um, that you're that you encourage mm. people to to get involved in as well. So tell us a little bit about this club. Like who are who are the people who are joining it? Uh, talk about what you're reading now and what you're going to read because I love the next book. I, I love the book you're reading now, but I really love the next book. But <laughs> tell everyone about that and and uh, you know how could they get involved in in what you're doing. Yeah, it is. It started out as a five week book and networking club because generally we read one book every five weeks. Mm -hmm. And going back to that background in education, if you're over on the YouTube channel, sorry, podcasters, I'm holding up our current book and you'll see I like actually have tabs for each week so that I just so I can keep track. So I like create a little, you know, syllabus, if you will, so that it keeps everybody on track because most people don't finish books. Yeah. And um, reading is the single most powerful gift you can give yourself. It gives you knowledge that nobody can take away from you. And if you read consistently, it has a compounding effect that is astronomical. So please pick up a book, read reading in community. And this book club started because I just needed personal accountability. I'm like, I need yeah. out, what I call outside accountability. Yeah. And so this type, when you're going into that setting, you're getting that outside accountability. You're going to want to show up and have read your like 30 to 40 pages each week. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but that's so one a day. I then mean, you're able. Yeah. Right. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, so by nature of the book club, it's largely real estate investors that are participating in this book club. And then I, you know, it's now I also have, I also performance coach. And so one of my coaching partners is also in there. And so we have this element of being able to talk um, on a very rich level about all of the tech, any book that we are reading. And we go between, um, between personal development and professional development, because we, you can't live life in any single world. And so right now we're currently reading the motivation manifesto by Brendan Burchard. It, it, that book is on fire. It will leave you no excuses for like you will live your best life if you take that book to heart. Um, and then after that, we're going to be our second book for this year. We'll be reading the 12 week year. And I've already I'm already reading because I like to read ahead. Dang, that is a perfect segue after the motivation manifesto because it's very practical, but it has the same fire involved. And so that gives, um, you know, really expanding our minds. I'm looking at my shelf. We might have, I have traction on my shelf. So that might make the list. We've read profit first. So we really read things when we, like earlier I was speaking about oftentimes, um, you know, we get into this business and we don't really know how to run a business. And so bringing in books to support, um, great. Let's develop you internally and let's give you some skill sets uh, and let's surround you by people that will help lift you up and empower you. Yeah. And I think that's a great strategy, loan officers who are listening. This is a great strategy to bring real estate agents in and say, look, I'm starting a book club. And many of us are doing masterminds mm. and that's fine. It could be a mass, a book club mastermind or whatever. Um, and we did that, you know, when I was a loan officer, we had a book club. I have forgotten about it that we actually did this once a month and got together um, a handful of us. And, um, you know, I'm an avid reader. I'm, I'm an author. So obviously I love reading. Um, my husband just, while we were sitting here talking, I don't know if you looked at me, he just brought me my newest book that uh, literally I just got it in the mail. So this is my newest one that I was a collaborator with, um, which is called the congratulations. You birthed the book. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's not my first one, another uh, but, book, but well, yeah, but this is, this is, I'm showing this for everybody that it's a three-part series. So the first one we have is the principles of David and Goliath, the mindset and, and belief systems. And so this is blue for blueprinting. And then our next one is strategy and goal methods, which is red hot for action. Right. And we have another one coming out gold uh, that we just are mm. all finishing up in the next couple of days. And um, so I think this is this particular one is book number 18. That is a number one best-selling book that I'm participating in or have written myself. And um, I think that, you know, books are just great. And I cannot wait for you guys to get into the 12 week year. I do one 12 week year um, every year. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> um, it's a lot of work, but you, you it makes sense to me. It definitely oh my gosh, did it. you condense it. Yeah. You condense a year of work into 12 weeks and, um, and watch your business just fly off the handle. So hopefully you're prepared and ready. Um, so you're doing that. I think that's wonderful. And then you also have a gift for us. So tell us a little bit about the gift for, for our listeners. Well, you know what? I, we've had so much fun. I'm going to give two gifts. Ooh, can fun. I give two gifts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our book and networking club is always open to those that are in our coaching community. That is part, part of our coaching community. Um, and then people can also like, if they're interested in it, you can actually, you know, 
pay and, you know, have a membership to be in the book club, just the book club alone. But I would love to offer, if you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to try the book club, then send me an email, send that email, julie at julieholly.com and send me an email and just say, um, book club, please. And I'm just going to give you free access to the book club because it's, it will change your life. I've gotten, we just started back this week. I've gotten like a ton of text messages of like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're back. That was so amazing. (laughs) Um, And so I want to give that to you. And I don't usually do that, but I just feel like compelled and that I need to do that. And then if you're still trying to figure out that syndication piece, um, then I also want you to like head over to threekeysinvestments.com. And on that on that website, that's my investment website, you can download syndication, um, apartment syndication made simple because it really isn't complicated. And we've broken it down in a very, very simplistic way. Hold on. I am three keys investments. And since I yeah, you said syndication, I so I was going to confirm that. It's three, three are apartment investing made simple or apartment syndication made simple? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Apartment investing made simple. Okay. You'll see it on the, it'll be on the, towards the bottom of the, of the Landing. You know, homepage. Mm-hmm. It'll be there. You can just click, click and download. And, um, and I'll do, I'm going to do one more thing since three is my favorite number. And I wasn't expecting to give something, you know, the book club away, but, um, I do performance coach. And so if you feel stuck between your ears, mm-hmm. then you can just head over and hop on my calendar. We'll do a complimentary session and, you know, just see if there's a way that I can support you because everyone has so much potential within them. And, um, and let's unlock that. Like 2023 is people are going to are looking at this kind of like 2020 and the, and the pandemic. Right. And it's like, this is going to be an exceptional year. So this is your year to shine. It's not doom and gloom, whatever is happening with interest rates in the economy. This is your year, but you got to be clear between your ears. Yeah. I love it. I love that. So did you hear what you said? You said, this is your ear, but you have to be clear between your ear. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm calling year. it. Yep. It's, it's my little, uh, Dr. Susie. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I've been a little Dr. Susie, Dr. Susie. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've been calling it the soaring twenties since not 2019 ended, you know, it was like n- this whole decade is the soaring 20. I love it. And, um, I think that this is just one of the years that we're just going to add into it. It's going to be soaring. And I think the more that we can, uh, develop our personal, uh, have our personal development and our, um, awareness, you know, I've got a colleague, um, that talks about, um, oh, and I can't think what the name of it is right now, but you know, we, we have awareness about our health, but nobody is really good with their health. We know we need to eat right. We know we need to exercise. We know we need to mm. do things. I think we need to improve our financial awareness, right? And she says it a different way, but improve our financial awareness. Mm -hmm. um, That's where it starts. We need to learn, read the back of that package, right? And what what are carbs and what are calories and what is sugar, Mm -hmm. you know, and and increase the awareness, but then we have to put it in action. Mm -hmm. It's not enough just to know. We have to actually put it Mm -hmm. into action. And I think that's going to be the key, you know, coming up. So, um, so again, um, everybody, uh, we'll have the links down here, um, in the show notes for you to be able to get, uh, apartment investing made simple, a little, you know, information about that, um, the three keys investments, um, And we'll send that out. Um, and a reminder, just, uh, email Julie at julieholly.com and say, 
um, book club, please, right? Book club, please. And then she'll know that, that you've come from here and you can um, yep. participate in the book club and start joining. If you want to do the 12 week year, hang on, get some rest because that's, what's going to happen. Um, and then last but not least, if you have any, um, you can email Julie at, uh, Julie, um, I'm sorry, Julie at julieholly.com and just let her know that you'd like that you've listened to the mortgage lending podcast and that you would like to get information about um, perhaps being coached in this realm. So I, I love that. Um, share this forward. I would say if you're a loan officer and you've got um, real estate agents that you're working with and they don't listen to mortgage lending mastery, pay this forward and then talk about it. Talk about, hey, what did you learn and what would you like to put into play and how could mm -hmm. we do this together? Perhaps we could do it together. And if you're a real estate agent, what are you waiting for? Get in touch with Julie. She's going to help you, uh, you know, create wealth for yourself. Um, hey, a real quick book. Have you read Missed Opportunity 101 yet? Oh, I have not. Okay. Yeah. You definitely so, want to. Um, I like that. Yeah. yeah it's by Andrew it Douglas. It's a hard because he's got two first names. It's by Andrew Douglas. It's called Missed Opportunity 101. And it talks about the fact that, you know, we wait until we get older and then we sell our house with all the equity and then we go buy the house the retirement home, the house on the lake, et cetera, instead of buying it now. Mm -hmm. And so he's talking about, um, you know, investing now and creating wealth now. Don't wait for later to do that. Do it now. So mm -hmm. that's something you all, you all can put in your book club as well. Um, so what would you like to leave us with today, mm -hmm. Julie? A quote, a, a thought, some advice. What would you like to leave with um, leave us with today? Wow. I, you know what, this whole, I love the title of that book and what you were just saying about missed opportunity. And, um, and unfortunately my dad unexpectedly died seven years ago and we don't know our timeline. And a gentleman at, at our church who is just getting ready to retire, just had that, you know, same unexpected departure. And so it's like, you don't know what your time is. So don't miss opportunities because you're afraid. Don't miss opportunities because you have filled your schedule with other things that really are not very important instead of educating and empowering yourself. I love Bet it. on yourself, believe in yourself, develop your talents and live your best life every single day. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So I'm going to correct myself. It's not missed opportunity. It's misfortune 101, missed fortune 101, but, but guess what? There is a missed opportunity okay. 101 book too. I just found that out. I just wanted to make sure that I had his name, right? Because I always get his name mixed up with Andrew Douglas or Douglas Andrew. I can, it's so funny. Um, I want to make sure you know that misfortune 101. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. I, I agree with you. You know, you can only do so much, you know, to it's funny the, the phrase of you can lead a horse to, to water, but you can't make them drink. You have to ask the question, were they thirsty? Mm. Right. Were they thirsty mm. to even lead them there? And so if you're thirsting for this, if you're thirsting for knowledge, you're thirsting for financial freedom, you're thirsting for more, um, you know, creative ways to, uh, avoid taxes. So many words, um, this is, this is one of the things that you need to be looking at doing. So listen, thank you so much, Julie. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, everyone who listened, thanks for hanging in there. We almost went a full hour on this show. I hardly ever do that, but I really was just having so much fun learning from you and hearing what you have to say. And I hope all of you that have listened have felt the same way. Um, so take a minute and scroll down on your phone. Give us a great five-star rating, uh, even though it was long. 
five-star rating <laughs> and write some great comments in there about Julie, about what you learned uh, so that we can, you know, give her that feedback and say, this is what everybody loved about what you had to say here today. So it's been my pleasure, an absolute honor meeting you. And thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it a lot. Oh, thank you so much. This has just been like, it's seriously one of the funnest podcasts I've been on in a long time. Like oh, just joy. Yay. Yay. Okay. Wonderful. Well, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.